We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. A much better looking duo than Parkinson Spiegel. I got to be very honest. Spiegel can sing better than both of us. But in terms of being lookers, I think we got Danny and Matt taken care of. Only one question remains, gentlemen. What do we call ourselves? How about Handsome Homer Simpson plus three? I like it! Of course, Mark Schnowski, host of Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast, now available on the Odyssey app. You guys had Dan Patrick on recently. You never know how candid people are going to be. Stacy sure. just asked him what what his relationship was with Stuart Scott, thinking we'd get all flowers and bouquets. I didn't have a good relationship at all. Uh, we were extremely competitive with one another. We played basketball one time. The guys on uh, ESPN News Sports Center said, "Come on, come out and play." So I said, "All right, if, if you promise, Jason Jackson, Scott Van Pelt, these guys." I said, "If we can just run up and down the floor." I said, "I don't want somebody picking me up 94 feet." Okay, listen, this is just going to be a friendly game, right? We are all on the same team here, of course. If you beat us, you're fired. I show up, and Stuya has got Air Jordans. He's got Mike's, you know, Air Jordan jersey. He's got uh, goggles. He's got sweat bands <laughs> on. And I'll be damned if he doesn't pick me up full court. <laughs> I got so mad at him at one point. I'm dribbling on the right side, and I'm dribbling with my left hand. I said, where do you want me to <laughs> for on here? One, two, three. And here we go, Jim. Parkinson Spiegel Show, afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. And on this beautiful Thursday, we have a remix once again. Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron, hanging out with you guys till 6 o'clock in for the dynamic duo Parkinson Spiegel. Ant looking as fresh as ever. Hmm. You and I, you know, this is this is usually how we roll, man. You're dressed hmm. super nice and I'm in a hoodie. <laughs> Like, oh, no, man. To that extent, like we do, but, uh, we do know. bears unleashed together on Fox right. Thirty Two, and comes in, in three which piece. we'll be doing again tomorrow. Yes, uh-huh. and you'll come in in a three piece suit, and I'll have on a sweater, <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, my mom's sweater from Christmas, and aunt's dressed up to yeah, the nines. Been, been starting to rock the blazer a little bit lately, classing the joint up on occasion. I literally copied your entire outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I told Cassie, I'm like, oh, you like this zipper up uh, turtleneck with a blazer? Aunt wore this last week. I just switched up the colors on you, man. But you know what, man? You cannot <laughs> doubt the fade, the edge up, yeah. the hairline of Mr. Gabriel every time, yeah. man. Seven days out of six. Shout out to my, uh, have that hair tight. Shout out to my barber, Chris, over there at headquarters. <laughs> uh, so how you feeling today, man? A lot of Obviously, some big news. 
coming out about Kevin Warren. I mean, obviously commissioner of the league that, you know, you work for. Mm-hmm, so Ten, yep. obviously, you know, I'm sure, like you said, your phone's been going crazy. <laughs> I guess, you know, the Bears came out and, and mentioned their statement, right? Just uh, from Adam Schefter tweeting out, statement from the Bears, said we have not set a timeline for announcing Ted Phillips' successor. Our, our search team has cast a wide net, mm-hmm. spoke to many outstanding candidates, and look forward to introducing our next president and CEO at the process's conclusion. But then all of a sudden, you know, you finally hear about one guy. Do you think that this is a situation where maybe like his people, I just kind of let it slip. Like, you, mm. you know, you know how sometimes you talk to your friends and you're like, Hey, don't tell nobody, <laughs> but the bears hit me up and I'm interviewing for right. this job. And he was the only person within this, this <laughs> wide net that was cast that we've kind of hearing about. Or do you think he truly is the front runner or a guy that, that, that might be in that position? There's no reason Kevin Warren from a bears perspective, wouldn't or shouldn't, be the front runner for this gig if he's been willing to interview for it. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think along those lines because it's a really valid question. I, I can't I can't wrap my head around what the motivation for Kevin Warren would be to necessarily put this out there because he is already, you know, we were talking about what happened in 2020 where he had just gotten on the gig and then COVID shuts the world down and then, you know, a lot of the university administrators, you know, kind of Got together and said, we're not comfortable playing. And Kevin Warren is the he's the commissioner of the Big Ten. Just like I remind folks, all these different commissioners. Robert, Roger Goodell is the forward-facing representative of what NFL owners want to do, whether that is sanctions, whether that is rule adjustments, all these things. Roger Goodell doesn't just sit in his office alone at night and decide all these things he wants to do about the National they Football work for, League. He works for the owners. He works for the owners. And so Big uh, Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren answers to the university presidents and and their senior administrative staffs around the Big Ten Conference, just like every other conference commissioner does, just like every other sports league commissioner does for the ownership to represent those leagues. But that being said, COVID shuts down, and immediately Kevin Warren is not only the, the pincushion of the Big Ten, but the pincushion of, of it felt like the planet for a while here where the planet shut down, and then one of the most prominent brands in sports decides, and they were one of the first to say that we're, we're not going to play initially here until we get some more information, we'll reevaluate it later, thus and so. And so his his time as Big Ten commissioner got off to an extremely rocky start from a perception perspective. And then, you know, fast forward to a couple of years later here, and you get, you know, not only just right now, like you were mentioning, I've been on the Big Ten Network all day, going to be on the Big Ten <laughs> Network for the next, like, five days or whatever. Right. There's multiple Big Ten teams in the college football playoff, one of the only leagues to be able to say that that is the case, that they've done historically in the history of the college football playoff. But fast forward, or rewind over the last few months here, where he negotiates the most lucrative deal in collegiate television history and does so in a way pulling from his NFL experience where the Big Ten has deals now with Fox, with NBC, with CBS, still has the Big Ten network going here. And so all that revenue that will now come into the coffers of the Big Ten Conference and, oh, by the way, usurping the new Pac-12 commissioner in bringing their biggest brand in USC along with the other brand in the L.A. market, UCLA, to the Big Ten, which ended up even upping the revenue that the Big Ten had the potential to earn. So now Kevin Warren goes from being a guy who's the nation's pincushion, the, the sports world's pincushion, <laughs> right. you know, the, the political football's pincushion during COVID, and now he is seen as perhaps the most prominent and, and in some ways powerful person in sports media because of the sway that the Big Ten Conference has. So for him, I'm not sure what the motivation would necessarily even be for him or for you know people around him 
to necessarily kind of trickle this out there just for like some positive Kevin Warren news because everything's been coming up Kevin right. for the last few months. He's like, here. I'm good. I'm chilling. I'm, In theory, I'm all right. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. you, know, you know, never know someone's motivations for sure, but everything about Kevin Warren in in public and in private. And I've gotten to be around him in, in both settings quite a bit here the last few years that he's been, you know, running the Big Ten is is he is a very methodical guy, an extremely thoughtful person. He he uses the word methodical more than anyone I've really interacted with here, but it's because it's so much a part of how he likes to make decisions, how he prefers for things to proceed. Think about the the USC UCLA news that that sort of shocked and rocked the the college sports landscape a few months ago when that came out, that was done in secret, in private, without anyone, without the new Pac-12 commissioner knowing about it, without the other institutions in the Pac-12 conference knowing about it. And then lo and behold, it trickles out the night before, and then the next day, boom, USC and UCLA are now going to be members of the Big Big Ten. So it – I'm not – this wouldn't necessarily go on brand with Kevin Warren for he or his representatives to put this out unless – Unless, just looking at the full scope of the conversation here, unless not only do the Bears see him as a finalist or would seriously consider him, unless he is giving legitimate and full-throated thought to leaving his role as Big Ten Commissioner and joining up with the Chicago Bears, and if this is some precursor to a, a very quick, very soon announcement that could be on the way here, because from both sides of this, really, I mean, not as much from Kevin Warren's side, but certainly from the Bears' side, now that it's out there that one of the most powerful men in the sports world is at least being considered and is perhaps close to being team president. If they don't get Kevin Warren, then who do they get? <laughs> right. like, I don't know. You're going to get Roger Goodell. Like, who, who, who else can you get to be team president of the bears is going to come in and have the gravitas, have the resume, have the sway that Kevin Warren has shown here over the last calendar year. I mean, I don't know anything after this will kind of, you know, I, I won't use the word disappointment because you never know. There, there's there's a lot of really impressive individuals who could end up taking this job. But now that the Kevin Warren news is out there, the bar is really high, really high. for whomever is going to be the Bears team president. And that's just it. I mean, when you're in that situation, because then the other side of it is, is, is a guy like Kevin Warren with his accolades and his resume, if he passes on that position, you know, what does it say then about the organization, right? Mm. I mean, granted, mm-hmm. and you heard Layla and Lawrence talk about you know, where he's at and where he would be what seemed like a step down, but it's still a coveted position. It's still how, Chicago Bears. How do you Bears. view that aspect of it? Because I don't know that there's one right or wrong answer to that. You're, yeah. you're the conference commissioner of the Big Ten. You just negotiated, the, you know, the biggest TV deal in the universe, and yeah. everything is going so well in the perception, and, and all these things turn on a dime. So he goes from being, you know, the, the goat in a negative sense to now he's the goat in, in the positive vernacular, yeah. you know, in the Urban Dictionary goat. So for Kevin Warren... On the collegiate landscape, he's only been there a few years, but he did have a lot of success in running things on the business side for the Vikings for years. So for you, as you view Big Ten commissioner versus team president of one of the more prominent brands in professional sports, the Bears, would you view it as a step down? You know, and I look at it from like a human perspective, and I think about the amount of jobs I've had and the Mm. things I've had to do in my life. And then there comes a certain point where you've earned the right to do less and earn more. Right? Again, <laughs> just from a human perspective. To do the Bob right? Costas thing, to do the Al hey, Michaels thing. You hey. know, I'm going to work like 20 days a year it's what everybody and get more money for, than most right? people could ever dream of. Yeah, we, we, We've all been there, right? Uh-huh. Whatever it is that we're doing and you feel like you've reached that level. So to me, just from the human aspect of it, that's where I see myself saying like, yeah, I see Kevin Warren. I mean, I don't even know the dude, but I see, mm-hmm. I see Kevin Warren. 
smoking a cigar, you know what I mean, <laughs> sitting in a big office, like, yeah, I'm just, hand- I just did a spreadsheet over yeah, here, right. as opposed to, like you mentioned earlier, having to deal with the presidents of X amount of universities, deal with their issues, trying to get everybody on the same page, and I'm sure it, r- it operates the same in a, within an organization, because you still got to get the same heads, right. but everybody's working towards the same goal yeah. within that for the organization, as yeah. opposed to... For the Big Ten, everyone has their own idea of what success or what that should look like. So, I don't know. Again, I feel like at that point, I mean, let me, let me rattle off some things about okay. Kevin Warren. Yeah. Got his, uh, got his law degree from Notre Dame. Thought that was extremely impressive. Mm-hmm. Played ball at UPenn. Averaged right. 20 points a game. Yep. He was a baller. College Hooper. Love that. In the Ivy League, yep. Uh, befriended our guy from the Chicago Bears, Chris Zorich. Uh, when he started his own entertainment agency. Hmm. And so when you when you see that and then finally hanging out with the Rams when they were winning their Super Bowl in 99, so when you see him having gone through all that and then be with the Minnesota he's done, he's done it. he's done all that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mm-hmm. need to be out there busting his tail to, to, to make all the money or to have the prestige. What's more prestigious, and this is my Homer heart coming out, <laughs> what's more prestigious <laughs> to being the president of the Chicago Bears? Uh-huh. Chill out, especially in the Big Ten. You understand what, what, what city is at the heart, where, what area is at the heart of that whole uh, conference, and then you say to yourself, yeah, okay, you know what? I could chill out and, and, and lay some roots there and really allow myself to, to, to you know, go into the twilight of my career as the president of the Chicago Bears, like Ted Phillips did for the last 40 years. That's the thing. It feels like Ted Phillips has basically been in that role forever. I mean – Olin Krutz, multiple times, he said it to me. He said it on the air. He asked Ted Phillips, like, what, do you, what, what is it that you do here? What, what is your job? What is your role? Right, right, right. And, you know, I'd say to some extent, a lot of Bears fans have wondered that over the years as well. And when the team has had successes, he's not necessarily the one who gets credit for it. When the team hasn't done well, everybody's looking at it like, well, how come Ted didn't fix it? Ted is still there. Ted's still around. How come Ted's not making it better? If Ted's not making that better, then what is Ted making better? And so you're in this role that's somewhat undefined. And part of it is okay because you only have one boss to answer to. You got a bunch of teams and owners around the NFL who kind of run the league in general. But as team president of the Bears, he would answer to the McCaskies. That's it. Kevin Warren, commissioner of the Big Ten, obviously getting looked at uh, under a microscope for the open president uh, C job that's open for the Chicago Bears. We'll continue to discuss it. On the other side, he's Anthony Heron. I'm Gabe Ramirez. We're filling in for Parkins and Spiegel on this beautiful Thursday in Chicago. You love the weather, too. Uh, But we'll continue the conversation and get back to this next. It's uh, Gabe and Anthony right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Mango. Afternoons on the score. View of what happened with uh, Demar and Grayson and that, that little incident. I didn't see it until I saw the replay. I was mismatched on on Bobby or somebody. Um, but you know, it's we know his track record. You know, they said we. I mean, who got the foul? Pat. Pat got the foul, but I mean, obviously, you know, Demar got you know elbowed in the back of the head. So. Is what it is. I think we came up. We made. We, you know, we made up for it with a big win, and Demar responded the right way. And you know, all the next twenty minutes, you saw what happened. So. Zach Levine discussing the interaction between Demar Derozan and Grayson Allen. It was an elbow to the 
the shoulder blade wasn't to the neck. But yeah. it was aggressive nonetheless. And I was shocked and at that interaction, and we'll get a chance to talk. I like to- that you call it an interaction, by the way. It's a good kind yeah. of general description of it. It's NBA. Yeah. It's, it's, uh-huh. There was no... No, wasn't a fight. No fussing. Right. Yeah. DeMar, DeMar got up and ran to him, and Giannis, mm-hmm. I think, and it was like Wesley Matthews got in the way, and they were just like, they didn't even try. They were just like, mm-hmm. come on, man. A lot of barking. It's, it's like, you know, it's like when you see like the little lame, and you don't want to beat him up because you're like, dude, then you're just beating up the lame. And everybody else uh-huh. is like, come on, man. man. You don't want to do that, man. Just leave him <laughs> Not with that guy. Not with that guy. Come yeah. on. Uh-huh. And then Grayson Allen's sitting there like, I got pushed into you, man. Like and he does I, I got pushed into you. What? What's wrong? Time. Yeah. I don't even know if that's how Grayson talks. You want, here's Probably a, is. He looks like that's how he talks. He's a, So I've actually had the opportunity to talk to Grayson Allen before. Yeah? So, Did you punch him in the face? No, he was actually really nice when I went. Okay. Right. It was during the McDonald's All-American game. Yeah. I, was, I was one of the judges oh. for the dunk contest. All right. And so that was the year that Carl Anthony Towns was there mm. and Grayson Allen was there. And um, I'm judging the, the slam dunk contest. And Grayson Allen does his first one, which was impressive, but okay. it was kind of just like, uh. and I gave him a bad score. It was me. It was Alshon <laughs> Jeffrey. We were on the thing, and I kind of gave him like You a just bad said score. it was impressive. Why'd you give him a bad score? Because you can't come out the gate. If you're going to be a, a real his, judge. His face. You, you can, no, no, no. Face. I, I, he, he, hadn't, he hadn't done so many bad things to the Bulls just yet. <laughs> but it was because, you know, as I wanted to be a real judge, and I had to have a baseline. Hey, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> point is this. I'm derailing, sorry. My, my dad texts me. In the middle of the dunk yeah. contest on ESPN, and he's like, that should have been the 10. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then Grace Allen's next dunk, he does something, you know, was it as impressive? And yeah, it was really good. Right. And so I threw you overrated the him that time. Overrated him for the 10. Makeup call. And he ended Make up winning. Makeup call. I know. So I always uh, had a special place in my heart for Grayson Allen because okay. I was part of the reason why he won the slam dunk contest yeah. at the McDonald's All-American game. But then he does this crap against the Bulls, and mm-hmm. you're just like, dude. It's – <sighs> It makes me upset because Adam really touched on it yesterday. He said, it's one thing if you're doing it a couple of times. It's, it's, it's another thing when you continue to do it. Because then it, it, Steve Kerr said it best. How you, play, how you play basketball is really, you can see how like a person is in real life based off how they play basketball. Hmm. And so to me, I see a move like that and I'm like, dude, you're that guy in real yeah. life too. Yeah. I, I, I then can only think that. The agitator. Yeah, the agitator. Mm-hmm. But why do you like? Why do you feel like it is that no one does anything to him? Because that's what everybody keeps saying. Like you heard Stacey, give him a two piece, or you know, some of the nineties, he would they would do that once only. Yeah. Like why? why does, I mean, why do they, think there were did? agitators in the nineties. Like you know, right. I mean, Bill ain't beer. You could pull up all of but Bill ain't beer's done about that. Something would be done. Yeah, about I mean, that. It, it didn't stop him from continuing to be the right. goon on the court. But yes, I mean, there were plenty of guys. Dennis Rodman, like he yeah. was public enemy number one in Chicago while he was with the Pistons. Then when he joined up with the Bulls, he Love was the like exact that. same guy. He was just doing it on the Bulls' behalf as opposed to for the opponent. So, you know, if Grayson Allen at some point were here in Chicago and was a part of some sort of successful Bulls puzzle, I'm sure Bulls fans would accept him. Because if you can accept Dennis Rodman after what he was with the Pistons and being the Pistons, one of the Pistons' many goons, you know, against the Bulls back know, at that man. point. I don't know. I no, agree with you on a lot no. of things. I I think Grayson Allen. You remember will not what be Dennis Rodman was I like do, I do. in Detroit, man. I do. And the Bulls, they they just it, Dennis Rodman went from everything he did was wrong to he could do no wrong in Chicago, regardless of how many practices he missed, how many games he sat out of, how many times he's kicking camera people on sidelines. Apples to oranges. Bulls man. had him on a pedestal. Apples to oranges because way, Dennis though. Rodman is or is considered one of the top seventy five players in the NBA. Grayson Allen, not so True. much. 
So I think you're you're willing to tolerate those things, mm-hmm. especially during those last three okay. championships where you're like, Jordan scores, we need a rebounder and some tough presence down low. Mm-hmm. Dennis got that for you. Grayson Allen comes to the Bulls. He's a role player. He's, 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 yeah, yeah, he's not going right, to be, you know. Right. So you're like, no, nah, I don't want this. No, and stop doing that. I do not want Grayson <laughs> Allen over here in Chicago. Don't want him here at all. Somebody needs, I don't want to be here. My, my issue is at least a hard I know that sounds bad saying it, but at least a hard foul, mm. right? What's wrong with a hard foul? People go to the rim all the time, and you just let them know, like, you know, not, that's not going to happen here. You know, you, that guy's not on the Bulls right now. That's the thing. Like, even, you know, think back to last season, man. There, there were multiple things that felt like they derailed all of the momentum the Bulls had established leading up to the All-Star break. Obviously, the Lonzo Ball injury was a part of that. Zach Levine's knee yeah. was a part of that. The Alex Caruso hatchet job from Grayson Allen uh. was a big part of that last season as well. And when it comes down to it, I mean, that discussion continued over and over again. Every time the Bulls saw the Bucks after that, over and over again, are they going to do something about it? Is anybody on here going to take them down or take them out or whatever? That guy doesn't really exist yeah. on, on this Bulls roster. And it's, and it's funny because you figure it's just basketball, right? Yeah. It's like you don't need to be a tough yeah. guy to, to be able to give a hard foul. You've played basketball your whole entire life, mm-hmm. and those things kind of just happen. Were you a dirty player? And, and uh, you was, play football? I was a physical NFL? player. <laughs> oh, oh, in the NFL? I thought it was yeah. basketball. Basketball. No, yeah, no, no, no. no, no. no uh, in, in the NFL? No. No, I wasn't, wasn't a dirty player, uh, but physical. I would say physical. I was closer to dirty in basketball than I was in football <laughs> because I wasn't, I wasn't skilled in basketball. Right, right. I was just a big, very athletic guy, so I enjoyed dunking and knocking people down. Yes. Yes. I, and I, I was the guy who every block shot was like, you could just hear it, whether the ball went just out of bounds or into the 10th row. Meanwhile, the referees, they're like, foul. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Body. Uh-huh, <laughs> right. body. Oh man, could I set a screen? By the way, oh, I, I can you see it now. See Anthony Heron, you're sitting there, you're asking him, like, "Hey, hey you play basketball?" Man, I can play defense. <laughs> I played basketball loud. Yeah. My free throws were loud. My rebounds were loud. I do the thing because you know I had some, I had yeah. a good vert, so I grab the ball with one hand and kind of pause in the air and do the oh, spot, you know, before okay. I get it back down there. Okay. Then I got an outlet because I couldn't dribble, so I'd have to oh. outlet it to somebody. And it was going to be a really emphatic rebound. I can't imagine. So I, was, I was closer to being a dirty. Eh, I was I was borderline dirty in basketball. Okay. I was the football guy playing basketball. You would have fouled Grayson Allen, though. Oh, hard. Hard. Oh, fouled him all the way into That's the That's what stands. I'm saying. Yeah. It's not like he doesn't get, go to the cup. I mean, he mm-hmm. shoots the three well, but he, he gets to the cup, and I think that it would have been cool to just see – just see someone, anything. Hit his arm. Anything got to be hard. Don't got to be flagrant. It's just a little foul. Maybe, knock him off his course. Break his wrist like he did. No, 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 no. I mean, maybe. We're not willing to call it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Possibly. No, maybe. Uh, somebody that was upset, <laughs> more upset than I was about Grayson Allen, was our guy Adam Amin, the voice of the Chicago Bulls on NBC Sports Chicago, along with Stacey King. He's going to hang out with us on the other side. And, and we'll get a recap of that moment, what he was feeling Damn. as he saw Grayson Allen continue to be the dirty player that he is. <laughs> And then also his thoughts on the Bulls' victory yesterday. Quite the comeback in the fourth quarter uh, when the king of the fourth, DeMar DeRozan, did his thing. We talked to Adam Amin after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez and Anthony Heron filling in for Parkins and Spiegel right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Check your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.